You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly Orange, your daily Broncos podcast. Broncos country, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast, your daily bite-sized podcast here. The Locked On NFL Network, giving you the best news, coverage, and insight into all things orange and blue related. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. Also, you guys can check out my work over there, CodyRourkeNFL.com. Quick access to the Locked On Broncos podcast there on the homepage of the site, as well as access to video content through our YouTube channel, Cody Rourke NFL. If you haven't subscribed, do so now. We have some really cool video features coming up here this week and next week and every single week here, Cody Rourke NFL. And also shoot me a follow on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL. Very excited to be back for another episode of Locked On Broncos with all of you. Want to give a special shout out real quick to our sponsor of today's show, and that's our good friends over there at ZipRecruiter. If you are an employer and you're looking for the right employee for your job, ZipRecruiter has you covered. We'll tell you a little bit more about them a little bit later on here in the show, but let's talk about what we're going to be going through here on today's episode. Now, we asked Broncos Country, we, we looked at the Broncos wide receiver room yesterday for our camp position overview series. We continue that today here with the safety position. I love defensive back play and you guys know that very well because I've been very outspoken about that. But we're going to analyze that. We're going to analyze which players are in the room. You know, it's going to be a very crowded room too and, and the Broncos can't keep as many guys there as I think we would like to. I mean, if, if it was up to me, I'd keep probably a, a majority of them. But unfortunately, the active roster, once the regular season hits, you only get four, 53 man guys total. So we're going to take a look at that a little bit later on here in today's episode of the show in segments two and three. Segments one, Broncos daily rundown, some Broncos news in the personnel department, some changes that have been made there, as well as our Broncos thought of the day. We asked Broncos country about which wide receiver that was on the roster last season that they look forward to seeing the most, and which new wide receiver on the roster do they hope they could come in and make an impact. We review the best responses from Broncos country. On Wednesday, the Broncos made some moves in their front office personnel in the scouting department that'll change the way that they pretty much scout collegiate athletes in the future going forward based on organizational fit. Klein Kubiak, his contract not being renewed or picked up by the Broncos. He's going to pursue other endeavors. In return, the Broncos hired France Jordan as a Southeast area scout. Now he has a lot of experience in the professional game and the Broncos getting a guy from the New England Patriots. And Jordan was very instrumental in being part of that scouting department there in terms of being able to evaluate player talent. And he was I would say given credit for identifying Malcolm Butler as a player and he went on to win a Super Bowl MVP with that game ceiling interception when you know the Seahawks should have ran it on the one yard line decided to throw it but anyways you know Jordan has a lot of experience being part of the Patriots through 12 AFC East division titles he's been through five AFC championships and he's been part of three Super Bowl wins so the Broncos are getting a really really good guy here who's going to come in and have some experience to identify some key players I mean we look at the New England Patriots every single year and and because they're so good year in and year out. They've been that way consistently for a long time. They usually never draft in the top 10. You know, they're always drafting 
drafting in the, the later part of the rounds, and they still somehow end up getting really good player fits for them, even when they're picking, you know, 32 or 30 or 29th. It just depends on the year and what type of year that they're having. They've they've always found some solid ground with some of these draft picks that they've gotten. So he's going to be a great addition alongside the Broncos. He joins Scott DiStefano, and Scott DiStefano has the most experience on the Broncos personnel department with 38 years going back to 1982 to present day. Dave Bratton, the college scouting coordinator and area scout, follows it up with 23 years. So a lot of experience in terms of the scouting department with the Broncos within the NFL. You got to have your homework. You got to be able to do that and obviously make good decisions. You got to be able to evaluate talent. And based on these last two drafts that the Broncos have had, they've done a pretty good job at evaluating the talent that they have picked up. And I know Broncos fans are very excited about this draft class. Every NFL analyst right now on NFL Network, ESPN, other outlets are giving the Broncos a lot of praise, which is super odd because we don't normally see that. And part of me is wondering if, hey, you know what? I I liked it better when everybody was overlooking the Broncos and their moves, but you can't deny the last two seasons the draft John Elway's absolutely hit it out of the park now we still have to see with these guys what they can do on the film and that that's one of the biggest things too because here's the thing everybody's talking about I've already seen lists of people you know making Dalton Reisner and all pro as a rookie an NFL all rookie you know all pro right now I mean he hasn't played a snap yet. I mean, I get the excitement. I get the possibility based on your excitement. But like I said, these guys got to come in. They got to play right away. They got to be able to contribute and make an impact. And until they do that, I mean, we can't count our chickens before they hatch their eggs. And so I, I don't know. I, I like this kind of stray away from that. I know it generates discussion, but I'm not really a big fan of that because it just creates a lot of strife too. So let these guys get on the field and play. I mean, they're going to get on the field this Friday for rookie minicamp. We're going to see a little bit of action from them. And my biggest hope for rookie minicamp and OTAs, to be honest with you, is that guys come away healthy. You know, we, we always read about it. The Chiefs just lost a player this week to a non-contact injury. Uh, you know, completely tore his knee up and you just got to hope. I mean, the Broncos experienced this with Jeff Hireman uh, a couple years ago. I mean, his, his first year coming into the league, they experienced this thing with him and, you know, you just got to hope these young guys can come in right away, stay healthy. And, you know, and, and I'm hopeful that that's going to happen. I mean, Coach Fangio runs a really tight ship. Practices are very controlled. So I think, you know, there's not going to be any out of controlness yet. And it's still at the Broncos at a part where you're not going to be able to do complete physical hitting. This is just a, a, a workout. This is a padded workout. You get, you know, the shells, you get the jersey, you get the, the helmet. And, you know, these guys are going to get to work. And then you have OTAs. And then, bam, we're, we're fully into it with mandatory minicamp. And by, our, by that time, we all hope that Chris Harris Jr., is re-signed as a Bronco. We'll have some more news on that in the coming weeks, hopefully. But we're going to get into our Broncos style of the day. We're going to pick some of the best responses to what we posted there on Twitter, at Cody Work NFL. And the question was, which wide receiver on the roster last season are you looking forward to seeing the most? And which wide receiver newly added onto the roster do you hope comes in and makes an impact? And so kind of browsing through these, I'm going to start off with my man, Eric Blackman, he says, I am interested in seeing how all of the young receivers have progressed since last season, but Cortland Sutton is the one I'm most interested in seeing, especially since he came out in an interview claiming to be wide receiver one. Juwan Winfrey is the rookie with the most intrigue for me. And I'm going to get to that here in a second. I want to respond real quick to my man, Cross-Eyed Miles. He says, Tim Patrick, I've said ad nauseum that he will continue to be 
a big guy. He's going to burst out in 2019. I absolutely agree with you. I think Tim Patrick didn't get a lot of love as much as some of these other guys did, but Tim Patrick did save the Broncos' tail in many situations. I mean, I, I really go back to that Oakland Raiders game in Week 2 without his catch and run and getting out of bounds. The Broncos aren't in position to kick that game-winning field goal. More than likely, they would have lost that game. So Tim Patrick, TP Streets, he's coming. For the NFL, very excited about him, and hopefully he can continue to make a tremendous impact. I think he can continue to evolve. The Broncos have a lot of high praise in their wide receiving core right now. Now, getting back to Eric Cortland Sutton, definitely. I mean, a lot of confidence right now. Speaking with Joe Flacco, I mean, he's already developing a good rapport with his quarterback, and that's something you want to see. Joe Flacco is going to be a guy, and here's the thing I like about Joe Flacco. We talked about it earlier this week, how important Joe Flacco's experience in the NFL really is for his teammates, and he can command that respect a little bit more because he's done it. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won big games. He's beaten the Patriots in Foxborough in December and, and heading into January. He's done all of those things. He can still do those things, and the Broncos division is going to be tough. We've already talked about it. Second toughest schedule in the NFL. They have to have the pieces. They have to have that leadership. And, you know, with Case Keenum, Case Keenum was a leader, but his play didn't really back that up in terms of teammates having complete confidence in him. And, and that's just my opinion based on looking at how the Broncos had played. There was some frustration with Case Keenum's inability to make some throws there. And, you know, I'm not going to pin it all on Case Keenum. At the at the end of the day, your quarterback's going to take a lot of blame. And any mistakes that happen, Joe Flacco, you know, Broncos fans are going to keep him under a microscope. And I know everybody is because everyone's saying it's a reach to have him. But I'm telling you, experience matters so much. And, and that's the thing that some of these other quarterbacks didn't get with the Broncos. I mean, Brock Osler is probably the best example of a guy that probably could have had the best chance to play and be a long-term guy in Denver if he hadn't have taken the money in Houston and ran. He learned from Peyton Manning. He didn't learn how to keep his helmet near him, though, and Peyton Manning had to go back into a game, Oakland Raiders game. Big blowout, and we saw Brock Osweiler. It's a gif now that you see on Twitter. I love it. It's definitely an exciting thing, but yes, Eric, Cortland Sutton is definitely one I've got my eyes on, and then going through here on the response, we got a lot of responses, but Due to the sake of time, I'm going to have to pick out the best ones here. My man Broncos fan since 84 says, depends on how you view Brennan Langley. If you say he's the new because of the position swap, well, then it goes that way. Same for the other way. So I guess Langley is my guy. I most want to see maybe his jump this year. I also want to see Gary Ayer, and he's a long he's a long shot to make the team. Well, here's the thing with Brennan Langley, too. And, and like I said, I think right now on paper, and this is just all of us talking, because we haven't seen exactly what Brennan Langley can do at the wideout position. We'll be able to see that at OTAs and minicamp and once we get into training camp. But we don't know exactly how he can respond against press coverage. We don't know if he's going to be able to identify where a defensive back is sitting, finding that open spot against zone coverage. Can he do those things? Those are some marks that you want to read off of a receiver. Now, Brennan Langley, he's got to be more than just a guy with speed that can get vertical. You know, he's got to be a guy that can cause havoc across the middle of the field, short to intermediate routes, and maybe be that guy on that vertical route, as Coach Scangerillo says, could be a job for him. So, you know, I I don't know what we're going to see yet from Langley. I really do hope that he can make the team as a special teams guy, like I said, a return guy, a guy that you know is not going to be, you know, your number three wide receiver. I mean, he could possibly could. I mean, nothing is impossible at this point when you're in the NFL. But I, I just, I don't know exactly where he fits into a Broncos offensive scheme with all the talent that they have with Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. I mean, I just don't see it there. So something we got to keep an eye on for sure with Langley is how he's going to progress from this position change from DB to 
to wide receiver. And my man Jedi Joshua says Langley for me also. I want to see Kelvin McKnight, Jawan Winfrey. I agree. Timothy Pierce says, I'm not particularly excited about any additions, although I hope Jawan Winfrey and Brennan Langley show promise. I am, however, really excited about the wide receiver core in general. Hamilton in particular, I could see showing great strides in his sophomore season. We would have saw more from Deshaun Hamilton, like I said last year, if he didn't have that injury. He really turned it on late, and one thing I really command him on is that catch he made against the Oakland Raiders into triple coverage. Case Keenum almost sent him to the hospital, but he caught the pass and got absolutely blasted helmet to helmet, held onto the ball, got up, was okay, and was able to keep going. So I love what I'm seeing from Deshaun Hamilton. I want to see him take the next step here in 2019. And then we got my man Corey Jones, 209. Toss up between Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. Would love to see if the both can make a huge step forward. I know Sutton did great, but I want to see if he become a true number one wide receiver. Juwan Winfrey, Kelvin McKnight are the two new guys I'm excited to see. A lot of love for those guys there, Winfrey and McKnight. And then Mile High Memories. I really wanted to see Deshaun Hamilton break out. I'd like to see him as a 45 reception per game possession wide receiver that keeps the chains moving, keeping defenses honest and unable to contain Noah Fant Emmanuel Sanders in the middle of the field Darren also given his more long ball capabilities I, I really do believe that Deshaun Hamilton can be that special weapon in the slot and if you look at some practice film he's posted some things out there he's putting dudes on skates I mean there was a play where he put Pac-Man Jones and I get it Pac-Man Jones is older but he put him on skates and you know, here's the thing if you're playing DB you got to be disciplined you have to have disciplined hips disciplined eyes disciplined footwork and it, you know you got to be you can't jump and bite on every little double move and Deshaun Hamilton's got great route control at the top of his routes and being able to set down and find that open space it's so important in today's NFL so love him as well and then we've got Graham Tika Tim Patrick can't wait to see what Brendan Langley brings to the table a lot of the similar answers that we're seeing here uh, Tracer Ridgeway for me it's a tie between Tim Patrick Deshaun Hamilton both showed a ton of potential if Flacco can deliver the ball to Tim Patrick as a big target like Cortland Sutton he will open the slot for Sanders with Hamilton he will be the Swiss army knife of the group because of his flexibility Cal Worrell says from last season Tim Patrick we all know Sutton is a stud in the making but Patrick continuing on from his success from last season would be huge for us and he made some great plays for us as for new wide receivers Jawan Winfrey has a golden chance to make some plays in camp and earn a spot and we talked about that on yesterday's episode of the show and and I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with you because you have to have those guys to be dynamic playmakers guys got to come in and and assert themselves you can't just play passive especially against some of the taller more physical corners in the NFL you have to find a way to gain separation and and I thought overall for the most part some of the Broncos wide receivers did a good job of that I mean Cortland Sutton good luck trying to press him the only way I feel like you can really stop Cortland Sutton or hope to contain him you play press inside cover two man under or you play cover two and you have that two high safety that way you have safety help over the top allows you to be physical underneath and then you can get hands on within the five yards in the NFL and then at that same point you got to hope that you can box him out enough and and hope that he doesn't rise up and make a play as we've seen him do so much in training camp and preseason and on the field in the regular season the the future with Cortland Sutton is so huge. Tim Patrick can be a weapon. And I believe that this, you know, we talked about the the projected starting four. I mean, if we look at the depth chart, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, that's the easy four right there. So Broncos country, thank you for giving us all the information 
on that on who you want to see break out as a wide receiver in 2019. We're going to jump into segment number two. We're going to take a look at our position camp overview series. We dive into the safety position, one of my favorites. But before we get to that, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's show, and that's our good friends over there at ZipRecruiter. Now, hiring is a challenge in today's game, but there's only one place you can go where hiring is simple, it's fast, and it's smart. And it's a place where growing businesses connected to qualified candidates, that place is ZipRecruiter. And you can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on to get in on this special offer today. So here's what ZipRecruiter does for you. If you're an employer looking for the right employee for your job, you can do ZipRecruiter easily by utilizing their service. They send your job to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, but they don't just stop there. As applications come in, they recruit and they analyze every single one and it spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. With their powerful matchmaking technology, ZipRecruiter scans through thousands of resumes to find the right people with the right experience, and they invite them to apply to your job. So you'll be getting a a potential employee that is highly qualified right away, and ZipRecruiter, they are so effective. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter, they get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, Lockdown Broncos listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free if you are an employer looking for the right employee by going to this exclusive web address at ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, now we're going to jump into our position camp overview series. We talked about wide receivers yesterday. We talked about cornerbacks a little bit earlier in the week. I love the defensive side of the ball. We're going to take a look at the safety room because the Broncos have a lot of talent at safety, and a lot of it are the same guys that have been around for the last couple of years with the exception of a couple of guys. And Let's start off first off by talking about Justin Simmons, who is the projected supposed star of this Broncos defense. His role is a free safety, being able to roam around the field and have one purpose, one job, rather than have to play nickel, the slot, or even on the outside at corner. He's going to have one job he's got to focus on. He's going to have his own responsibilities that will, obviously, Coach Fangio's putting something together that is tailor-made to fit his ability as a player. Now, don't forget, Justin Simmons has one of the highest verticals, in my opinion, in the NFL. We've seen him test his vertical out so much. Now, here's with Justin Simmons. One thing I think that maybe even he himself would say, hey, you know, I could have done a better job in this, and that's just like consistency in terms of finishing a tackle and when a you know when a plays in his zone when a guy breaks to his zone there were a couple times last season we saw him kind of whiff on a tackle and you know what it happens I played defensive back if you've ever played football you know how hard it is sometimes to make a tackle especially on some good players too you know sometimes it looks easy on on film and you know when you're watching the game live you know from the comfort of your own couch but it's a different story when you're going up against guys that you know have four or five speed that are physical 225 pounds of complete muscle it's a different element but Justin Simmons here's what we want to see him get back to in 2019 we want to see him get back to being that ball hawking guy who is not afraid to make plays over the middle of the field he's not afraid to crush guys he's jumping routes identifying route combinations and intercepting the ball we want to see more of that from Justin Simmons and I think we're going to see that if you go back and you watch coach Fangio Ed Donatel's film from the Chicago Bears what we saw with Eddie Jackson Adrian Amos I mean the way that they utilize their safeties is so dynamic which is why I really do believe that Justin Simmons, his role is going to be major for the Broncos this season for the success of their defense in the middle of the field. Now, here's some wild cards too. What is the Broncos strong safety position going to look like? That's the biggest question to me. Now, in my opinion, 
Here's the odds on favor to at least get the first opportunity, and that's Will Parks. We saw Will Parks really dive into a big role. I've talked to some Broncos players who said he's one of the best DBs that they have on the field. And Will Parks, I mean, he's got that locked-on mentality, and I mean that pun intended because he's always here on locked-on Broncos, but Will Parks, I mean, a lot of people were surprised that he was playing really well last season, but to be honest with you, if you've been watching since he came to the league as a rookie, when he's been on the field, he's made plays happen. He's made plays happen on the special team side of the ball. When he's in defensively, he's been able to make plays. He's had interceptions against the Washington Redskins. He's had it against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's been monumental in the run. He's a guy that has developed nicely over the course of his career. He's entering year four now, entering a contract year, and I I tell you what, I think he's just scratching the surface. I think he's going to impress a lot of people this year. So, We could see that young dynamic of those two guys, Justin and Will, playing a big, big role for this Broncos defense, that Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson type role that we saw with the Chicago Bears. Now, we have to factor in some other safeties too. Now, I said earlier in the show, if I could keep all these guys, I totally would. But unfortunately, that's not going to be the case here. And we're going to talk about which guys could be the odd men out. But like I said, I'm not going to speculate on any of that until once we get around training camp. That's when position battles happen. That's when guys are really fighting for the roster spot. Right now, everybody's in the evaluation period entering OTAs. They had the you know voluntary mini camp uh, several weeks ago, close to a month ago, and at that point they were learning everything. Once OTAs hit, Coach Fangio describes them as being in the evaluation period, where now they're starting to evaluate the same mistakes that players made in the voluntary mini camp. Are they making those things in OTAs? And if so, look, they're going to have their eyes on them. There's going to be extra coaching. They're going to be coached up a little bit, but they're going to have to find a way to turn around any mistakes that they continue to make. With that said, I'm excited to see Jamal Carr return this year, who I really believe last season he would have had a major role with the Broncos had he not tore his hamstring in the preseason game, making a phenomenal play for a tackle for a lost sideline out of bounds. And unfortunately, making a great play, you get hurt doing that. And Jamal Carter, I mean, he's been going through the whole rehab thing. He's 110% ready to go. And, you know, based on a couple of guys I talked to, they say he's looking really good at camp and and being around the Broncos facility. He's got a lot of good things in store for him this year. I think he's the type of player that Coach Fangio, Ed Donatel, could fall in love with to be a a hybrid type guy, in my opinion, be a guy that can cover in the slot. I mean, people forget that Jamal Carter, a couple years ago, I believe was 2016 in training camp, you know, when they were having joint practices with the 49ers in San Francisco, I mean, he was winning one-on-one battles with some very speedy wideouts, and he was making a big impact, and I think he got hurt there, and that kind of set him off a little bit, set him back, but Jamal Carter is back this year. He's got an opportunity to prove himself. I think he can be poised for a big role here, but you know, like I said, when you miss a year in the NFL, it is really tough. But here's the thing. Jamal Carter is a very determined guy. He's a guy that's been a big playmaker. He's overcome a lot of adversity in his career, in his life. He's got a great perspective on things. So definitely, in my opinion, I would say we know about Justin Simmons. We know about Will Parks. But I would keep an eye as a wild card guy on Jamal Carter. And then the next guy I want to talk about, I like him a lot as a developmental talent. The question is, can the Broncos keep him on the roster or can he, you know, if not, I think they do store him on the practice squad. But, you know, there's another NFL team out there, I believe, that would pick up this next guy, and that's Trey Marshall. Trey Marshall, I loved watching him at training camp because this is a guy that was very instinctual and he did a lot of things. He was very disciplined, his eyes, his hips, and, and just his identification of plays. And and I believe it was Marcus Robertson who was the defense, the safeties coach 
coach for the Broncos at this point. Greg Williams was the cornerbacks coach. They worked on a lot of drills. And here's the thing about Trey Marshall. He absorbed everything like a sponge. He was listening. He was focused. And if he made a mistake, I mean, this is a guy that would be almost similar to Isaac Yadam out there on the field. And, you know, when he's not in during the game, you know, he's off on the sideline. You could see him doing mental visualization. He's, I mean, he's backpedaling. He's reacting to the play, even on the sideline. He's thinking he's putting himself out there. That's a guy that continues to learn and want to learn in the NFL. I love guys like that. I love coaching players like that. I love observing and analyzing players like that because you really can't teach that. that. That's a desire. There's a desire. You know, he's a talented athlete with a desire to keep learning. When you do that, I don't think there's ever a ceiling in the NFL. And Will Parks believes that tremendously. I mean, when he was on here a couple months ago for a summer update on what he's got going on offseason training in Philly and in Texas down there with Chris Harris Jr., you know, he said there is no ceiling. He says, if I feel like if I play ceilings in my life or in my career, then that that's it. People are going to say I can't reach any higher than it. he says, I don't I don't want to believe in no ceilings because guess what? The sky is the limit. There is there is opportunity out there that anybody can reach and and you know the mindset of this safety room. And, and I think guys like Trey Marshall, I think DeMonte Thomas and Shamarco Thomas, too, I'll get to them in a minute, will really benefit from Will Parks and Justin Simmons being the veterans in that safety room. They're going to be the veterans in that room. They have a lot of experience. They've learned from a lot of guys. They've learned from TJ Ward, Darian Stewart, Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr. Will Parks has said, you know, those guys have been tremendous influences on both Justin Simmons and Will Parks. And I'm excited to see how that plays out and what they can carry over. We know Will Park's mentality. Justin Simmons, very, very humble, very, very observed and locked into his assignment. And with that, I mean, you're going to have those younger guys follow suit. If you're a leader in that room, guys are going to follow you. And if you're doing the wrong things in a locker room or in a position room, those young guys are going to follow you. So these guys, both Justin Simmons, Will Parks, they are great, great guys to have in that position room for those safeties because they are going to lead these younger guys and show them the way. And I'm excited about seeing what they can do to take that to the next level. Trey Marshall definitely, in my opinion, has a bright future in the NFL. Could it be with the Broncos at some point? It's certainly possible. But here's the thing. There are teams out there, if the Broncos can't keep them on the active roster, they are going to find a way to stash him on the practice squad. But that's such a long ways away. I mean, so much could change. Here's the thing. We don't know anything about injuries, and we're hopeful no injuries happen during OTAs, during minicamp, none of that. We hope that we can avoid having that discussion here on the podcast because that would be just doomy and gloomy. We'd have to have a big therapy session here on the pod. There'd be tears. It'd just be frustration. We can't have that. So Trey Marshall. And then another guy really, you know, in my opinion, I don't know exactly where he's going to be. We talk about Kareem Jackson playing that hybrid safety role. We talked about him with cornerbacks. We kind of talked about his dynamic ability. Maybe he's going to play a little bit more of a safety role against faster teams, but I just don't understand that when you have a guy like Will Parks who definitely has the energy to do that, has the speed to do that, and has the knowledge and being able to identify plays very quickly before the snap even happens or based on alignment formation. I I just don't know why you want to put Kareem Jackson out there for the simple standpoint that, look, He's got good instincts. He's very fast, but I just see him being a corner alongside with Bryce Callahan and and hopefully Chris Harris Jr. So I'm not going to really talk about Kareem Jackson as a safety, except that he is a good guy that, especially when you're going against a lot of speed, he's a guy that you want to have in the middle of the field, being able to pick up one of those post patterns or even vertically to be able to get over the top. He takes great angles, very disciplined in zone coverage. So 
Kareem Jackson, definitely some upside there. But, you know, Sua Cravens is another guy. I really have no idea what is going to be the outcome for him. Obviously, he has an opportunity to make the roster. Coach Fangio said at the NFL Scouting Combine that, look, you know, he's going to come in. He's going to have an opportunity to make the team. We're not taking a look at last year's film because Sua Cravens came in from an injury, from a meniscus injury from a long time ago from after preseason. He had surgery, so he wasn't able to really be out there and kind of showcase his ability. When he came back, he was a little rusty, but there were some good things that he did on the field and and you can't really take that away from him and unfortunately for him you know the coach's decisions not to play in the last several weeks of the regular season that I mean that's beyond his control so I, I think everybody in Broncos country is really intrigued to see what Sua Cravens has to offer to this Broncos team coming in can he make the roster can he be a piece that Ed Donatel really utilizes inside and outside. Those are all significant possibilities we all have to take into our consideration here. So Sua Cravens definitely keeping an eye on his situation. But the one guy I really want to talk about because I, I do think he has so much promise in his career is DeMonte Thomas, who really stepped up late for the Broncos last season. Here's the thing where we really got a glimpse on DeMonte Thomas was the preseason game against the Washington Redskins, covering the tight ends, covering Vernon Davis, and getting a huge fourth down breakup, a huge third down breakup. He showed that he could cover tight ends, which we all know that was been the Broncos kryptonite for a long time. They have been unable to cover tight ends. And that has been frustrating to watch for everybody. So for a guy like DeMonte Thomas to come in and step up, but even late against the Cleveland Browns against David Njoku, having that interception right before halftime, jumping that route perfectly, playing perfect eye discipline and making a play on the football you got to have more turnovers. And DeMonte Thomas, guys like Will Parks, DeMonte Thomas, they fueled the Broncos to get turnovers, and they needed that more on the defensive side of the ball. So definitely he is a guy to keep an eye on and the watch between him and Jamal Carter. But the Broncos have so much talent in the safety room. Same thing with some of the corner room. Now, we wouldn't have said that last year. The Broncos, we were worried about their depth in a lot of these positions. But right now, 90-man roster official. Several players going to be coming out this week and trying out for the Broncos. Some other guys that didn't really get camp invites uh, or even they they went completely undrafted. They're going to have an opportunity to make the team through a trial or maybe impress a little bit. So you're going to look at CSU Pueblo's McDonald running back. I mean, the the McDonald brothers, you've been following Colorado football. You live in Pueblo, you know, CSU Pueblo. You know that the McDonald guy, he is a short big, bulky, bell cow type back that could possibly surprise some people. But as of right now, I think the Broncos are pretty set at the running back position. Could they add another one? I mean, it's certainly possible. I just don't see it happening. And then one guy, the final guy here in the safety room that we're going to talk about is Shamarco Thomas. Now, Shamarco Thomas does provide the Broncos with some special teams value. And I think the Broncos can keep several of these guys that they have as developmental projects at that position on the field in a special teams role. We saw Shamarco Thomas and Monte Thomas really excel on special teams last year on kickoff and more importantly punt coverage. I mean there were times we saw Demonte Thomas or Shamarco lay a huge hit force a fumble and the other Thomas recovers the ball. This is the dynamic and these two guys play really well off of each other and Shamarco is a big well, I wouldn't say he's a big physical guy in terms of looks but he is a big big hitter. He makes his presence felt on the football field. He creates those turnovers. He creates those opportunities. He's a guy that's had some NFL experience coming out of Syracuse. Here's the thing with Shamarco Thomas, though. Can he crack a lineup on the starting 11 on the defensive side of the ball? For me, just right now on paper, I mean, I just can't see that right now. Now, all these players can completely prove me wrong or prove me right. I mean, this is just my opinion. I do think they're all very talented. But like I said, if I could keep all of them, I totally would. But you can't in the NFL. You can't keep all of these guys. You can't keep up to eight safeties. I mean, in a perfect world, 
you definitely could. But the NFL, unfortunately, roster restrictions, I get it, balances out the competitive playing field a little bit, makes coaches have to adjust, the personnel department have to make smarter game plans in terms of, okay, here's our position need, how many guys do we need here for depth? I mean, we saw it last year, the Broncos lacked a lot of depth at cornerback, they also lacked some safety depth, you know, Darian Stewart was banging up with some injuries, some stingers, and there was just some ups and downs that the Broncos faced as a whole in terms of depth at these positions right now. They have a lot of good guys coming into camp that they're going to evaluate and and guys that can make a roster spot either defense or special teams and so that'll be our breakdown here of the safety room on our camp overview position series here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the show. Don't forget, if you love the show, leave us a review and leave your Twitter handle on the review. We got some Lockdown Broncos socks being made and we're going to be giving some out to some followers. So if you leave a review, that might throw you an extra entry into the hat of the giveaway. We appreciate you guys for all your love and your support and making Lockdown Broncos your daily go-to for your Broncos podcast. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos. But enough of that. I'll let you guys get back to your day. The Nuggets, they play tonight at at Portland at the Moda Center, and they have a chance to close out the series. They can win on the road in Portland. Guess what? The Denver Nuggets will be going back to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2009. This Nuggets team is so fun to watch, and Adam Mata's of Lockdown Nuggets has you covered with all the scoops. So Broncos fans, stay tuned. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of the show.